0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Things!
1: <laughs> in the jungle, the mighty jungle,
0: the lion sleeps tonight. Oh, in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Wee! hey y'all we are doing sleep today yeah that that was our little sleepy time song we Uh, did not practice that no that was all that was just us random oh my gosh i love it i'm honestly scared to hear what that sounds like back
1: Uh, yeah that's that's probably going to be painful to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good thing editing is, editing is hard, guys. Oh yeah, it's hard to listen to ourselves oh, no. sometimes. Well,
0: when the good news is, is only one of us has to edit, and I think this one is Michaela's, so I don't have to listen <laughs> to my own horrible voice. So I can just think I sounded really right. good. Yes. <laughs>
1: That's what I do on the ones that you edit, too. I'm like, we'll just... Yeah, we're just going to... I don't have to hear that. That didn't exist, and it was really good. Right. I didn't talk about poop that one time.
0: (laughs) It's definitely a hear-no-evil sort of situation. (laughs) Uh, Hey, guys. So I just wanted to remind everybody, I've I've been remiss in reminding everybody that I know that I've told you guys that there's a Patreon and a Gmail, but one thing I... Keep forgetting about is to remind you if you are liking our podcast, like or subscribe it. And yeah. if you really like it, we'd love to hear a review of that because it gets us a little bit more attraction on things yes. like iTunes and Google and Spotify. So, if, and if you follow us, it increases our downloads. So, it makes it easier for us to be visible if you'd like us to keep doing this. So, yeah. Please like, follow, uh, subscribe, whatever it is on your podcasting platform. Yeah, rate review. Rate right, review, yep. And then as a reminder, we have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink and a gmail. People have also been reaching out to us via Instagram and Facebook now. It it seems like
1: I say to do the Gmail and everybody is like, I'm gonna do Instagram. Right. <laughs> so that's don't do the Facebook though, that is because I you can you could write on the page. Or like to to our page maybe, Yeah. but I don't message.
0: Yeah, we don't. And the, and
1: the actual Facebook is going to be just a page, not like the person page. That that one's getting shut down.
0: Right on, right on. <laughs> Whatever, Michaela's in charge of that part, and I'm just like going with that. Flow. I'm shutting it down. Yes, you're shutting it down. You shut it down. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think that about covers it. But I have been forgetting to do that, so make sure to remind us from here
1: on out. So, Michaela, what is good with you this week? So I know I did do like a quote or a phrase last time, but I had another thing that I came across that I just felt like a lot of us need to hear and notice, and I have no idea where this is from, Okay, (laughs) but I came across it and it made me think, if I asked you to name all the things that you love, how long would it take you to name yourself?
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. Forever. And, right? <laughs> in right? my case, I would be like... You'd be naming off so many things yeah. before you even think about naming yeah. yourself. Yeah. Ooh. And what's crazy is like after I had came across this, like later that evening, I was saying my prayers. hmm And I realized that like I pray for everyone, but I didn't really pray for myself. Like I would do like the kind of standard like good night, pray, you know, keep and protect me, whatever. Yeah. But I never actually was like including myself in like the happy, healthy, well, you know, life oh. Oh, like I would like send that out to like all my family, all my friends, mm-hmm. even clients, and mm-hmm. I wasn't like including myself. And yeah. I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm including myself in
0: my prayers. My Slytherin <laughs> ass be talking to the pagan, straight up like, "Give me
1: money, I love me, <laughs> give me all these things." Oh, I do those things at different like meditation type times. Oh or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. I just in my nightly prayers, I wasn't even including myself. Oh, yeah, that's that's so love yourself, guys. Yeah, love thyself. I guess. Yeah. What's your what's good?
0: Oh, my what's good is two that are not related at all. Ooh. So first things first is that I've been having these serious cravings for. Fanta? Remember is it Fanta or Fanta? Oh,
1: wanna Fanta, Fanta? Yeah. Don't you
0: wanna? yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Oh, hello. Fanta. Woo! Um, and so we are not being sponsored, by the way, by <laughs> Fanta. Be dope if we were, but we are not. We're and not so, sponsored by
1: anyone. Just come sponsor us, guys. Yeah. Whoever. At this point, <laughs> diapers, I don't care. Hello, Butterfinger. Fresh- doesn't
0: matter anything. Sweet Jesus, anything. Anyway, so I was having a craving for a strawberry Fanta. So I went, went to a store. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strawberry baby. And I went to the store and I saw pineapple Fanta. Oh, <laughs> I brought it home. and It is like crack. I cannot. I love, I love really? pineapple Fanta. It makes me feel like I'm on a tropical island. I get a sugar buzz. There's no caffeine in it, which is mm-hmm. weird. But I feel like jacked afterwards and also jacked up about you. Yes. And I put it I have this okay. This is like a lot of information about me, but I have this pink well, I have so once upon a time I had a pool party at my house and I felt like I really needed Well, I don't have a pool now, but uh, I really needed drink like cocktail looking like carriers carriers, yeah, and so I bought these pink and blue pineapple uh, like m- containers they close up and they have straws that go through them what? and they're shaped like a pineapple, and then the lid has the little pineapple tops, oh my gosh. And I like to use the hot pink one. So I put my little pineapple fanta and my little pineapple oh my finger. And it's like, you know, in the middle of friggin' winter, and I'm just like sipping yeah. on my And I think I'm on an island, girl. Heck yeah. And I'm like, listen to my reggae. And I'm just really quite enjoying myself with that. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's the little things. And then the other thing that made me really happy was I made people laugh at the doctor's office today. <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes I just like So there's a person who listened to this podcast and he'll know who he is as soon as I tell this story. But we were visiting my husband's friends and one of his friends is this guy who is partnered with this like very sassy, smart social worker. She is like really, really great. She Mm -hmm. doesn't take any shit. She's super like just together and intelligent. Yeah. And... (laughs) Her husband told me one day, he's like, there's nothing like making a mean brunette laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And just that's always stuck with me. And I realized I, too, as a mean brunette, I, too, also (laughs) love making other mean brunettes laugh. And so I had a lot of nurses today who were visiting with me. Who seemed like mean brunettes, and I was really getting some good jokes in, and I was—I don't know—I
1: just like to make people laugh, so it made I love. Me happy. Yeah, you—you—you're funny. I love. Uh, thank you. I, I I've wouldn't suspected. have wanted you to join a podcast <laughs> if I didn't think this woman is super intelligent, is hilarious, Aww. like. Hell yeah, we should start a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's, boy, that's nice because I,
0: I think the world sees me very differently than I see myself, but I appreciate
1: that. Oh, I appreciate that a lot. Anyway, I don't so feel like really you're good. a mean brunette, but, <laughs> but I, know, I know that that Slytherin can come out. You yeah. Know, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, hiss, hiss yeah
0: yeah no I don't know I, I think I'm like a um, skeptical brunette there you go yeah <laughs> maybe not mean, sarcastic but... <laughs> yeah just like unsure of your shit brunette <laughs> <laughs> could put that on a brum- bumper sticker somewhere
1: <laughs> anyway so what did you try for outside of the podcast experiments so mine was more of just an aspirational goal of using more discernment with research mm, yeah I remember that yeah and and it was uh, another crazy week. So I didn't really yes. do much for research, but other than maybe some with today's topic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did use discernment when I was working on today's topic, but that was about the extent of it. And I mean, I felt good about it, but yeah, meh.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like you used it in right. this one topic area, but hey, that's better than than maybe not. you've ever done, right? right like that's right. stuff. I was higher. I was more conscientious about it than prior. I so. love that. Yeah. Hey, hey. I'll take just, it. Uh, even a 5% gain is still a gain. <laughs> exactly. 5%
1: is statistically significant. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're right.
0: Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> How did your experiment go?
0: So I was doing this. I decided to keep doing the scientific method with clients. And I was asking them just kind of of their experience of what is it like for you guys to experiment with your own health behavior change and your own mental health Mm -hmm. and I got a lot of really interesting responses and the biggest response I got was I like doing the scientific method because it helps me feel empowered.
1: Mm. and it
0: helps me feel in control of my own thing, yep. and, like, you're not just bossing me around as the provider. Rather, like, we're kind of more... Right. Of you're not team. telling
1: me what to do. You're just saying, hey, try this out, and then yeah. let me know how it goes.
0: Yeah. Like, there's options. They get to select the options, and then right. they're the one that's making the theory or hypothesis about their own healthcare, and mm-hmm. so they it, they were telling me that they were feeling more empowered. So just kind of keep up with that, and I I didn't... I guess I just didn't think about that as an outcome. I just thought more, what's the most effective thing? But it's cool that the most effective thing is the thing that helps them feel as empowered. yeah. Yeah, so that was a neat little side effect that, yeah, I just noticed.
1: Yeah, tuck that away. Uh, Further evidence as why you guys need to try using the scientific method.
0: Yeah, and it's for your own personal – it's for your own accountability. If you wait for a healthcare provider or somebody to fix you in the outside world Mm – You're going to be waiting a long time and it's better to take control of something yourself and, you know, assist. Right. Rather than to just wait. Right. Yeah. So in this episode today, we will be talking about sleep. Why do we sleep? How does it affect our health and some of the most common sleep disorders? We think that it will probably be a two-part global review of all Mm -hmm. things sleepy time. (laughs) And we're going to give you a solid background first in this episode, and we'll get a little bit more specific about treatments and interventions next week. Right. So first, we're going to answer, why
1: do we sleep? Why do we even do that? (laughs) Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do this? Why (laughs) does it it? take so much time? Uh, Our physical bodies need rest. Uh, It's a restorative function for our brain and our body. Mm -hmm. We all have a natural circadian rhythm, and we have to rest so that we are safe and so our mental health can be good and so our physical health can be good yes yes our uh,
0: Michaela referenced that we have an internal clock called the circadian rhythm it's about 24 hours long it lets our body know when it's time to sleep and wake Mm -hmm. and so we don't get a whole lot of choice in the matter right it is programmed into us on a 24-hour cycle We also rely on light cues, so when it is Mm -hmm. light and dark, to let us know when our body needs to release certain chemicals and hormones. So the brain contains a couple of regions of nerve nerve cells known as the hypothalamus and a cluster in the hypothalamus called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which processes signals where the eyes are exposed to natural or artificial light. Mm. So... Big basically, <laughs> basically, yes, like we have a series of uh, physical chemicals structures and, physical, and yes. chemicals in our body which
1: force us to sleep. whether right. whether we like it or not, we have an internal clock that makes this happen right uh, because because it's essential for our body. I mean, our body makes ourselves shut down because mm-hmm. we are it needs to process things. It needs to restore things mm-hmm. within our brain and within everything else. Right.
0: So some of the chemicals that can be released are things that might be familiar to you. And this is we're reducing it a lot. I have a friend who does a whole bunch of PhD research or used to do it on the circadian rhythm. So she's going to listen to this and be like, OK, you barely touched it. Yeah. yeah. you're, you're <laughs> uh oh. But I'm going to keep it kind of light so that we can make sure everybody gets what we're what we're putting down. But there's a series of chemicals that are released that help us be sleepy. One of those is melatonin which is a hormone that induces drowsiness. Um, When the sun rises up in the morning, sometimes we'll have cortisol that Mm -hmm. promotes energy and alertness. There's all sorts of chemicals. Um, There's another neurological structure that's involved called the reticular activating system, all sorts of things. But the point is that it affects your physical and mental health, like Michaela was saying. And I also wanted to go through, we have a couple of theories of why we sleep. So you actually mentioned one. Which is called the restorative theory because we we know, but we can't
1: prove 100% why we sleep. Like we know, that right? We right? Have- yeah. Science is still studying it. Yeah. There's only so much you can really like look at yeah. and see. Yeah, it's while- like
0: why do we breathe air? Right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one of those kinds of questions.
0: And so Michaela referenced one of the theories, which is the restorative theory of sleep. So this is a belief that sleep reser- serves as a way to restore what we've lost in the body. So if our body is denigrating or losing cellular function in mm-hmm. the day, that it, that sleep helps you rejuvenate. Uh, and so these ideas have gotten some support from evidence and animal right. studies. So there actually right. is, we, we are realizing that there is some cellular denigration that occurs, which mm-hmm. is just your little cells aren't doing so hot if you deprive yourself of sleep. They don't they aren't able to heal themselves yep. or rejuvenate. Um, so that's been shown in animal studies. Animals who are deprived of sleep, they uh, this is all of my friend's research. She's going to be – I just realized this is all of her research. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of it. Uh, but they lose immune functioning. So immune mm.
1: function is compromised yep. with lack of sleep. Yeah. and So your ability to fight disease goes down. You're more prone to get sick and have health issues and, I mean, develop chronic Sicknesses. I mean, real right. bad shit, guys. Bad Juju.
0: Yeah. Like, like heart disease, diabetes, right. organ failure, like the bad the, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dark, dark. Yes. So. It, sleep is involved. We are starting to hypothesize because when we deprive animal models of sleep, we realize that they can't repair their tissues. Mm-hmm. We realize that they can't repair or they can't synthesize proteins. We realize that some of their growth hormones are impacted. Right. And so one of the biggest theories is, you know, restoration. And there's a really specific one with restoration involving uh, cognitive functioning, which is mm. your ability to think, right? So
1: we know that your ability to think when you are tired mm-hmm. is biased, <laughs> right? Yeah, you can't think clearly. You can't be vigilant. You can't concentrate. I mean, yeah. Remember those times you've lost sleep and think about how how foggy you were that day. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. So that's that's one of the theories of sleep, and I think that's one of the leading theories of why we sleep, which is what Michaela referenced. Mm-hmm. Any kind of other thoughts? What the other theory? Is? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah.
1: Oh. I'm curious. Lay it on me. Yeah. On me. So
0: I didn't know a, much, uh, a bunch of these. Like I just kind of spitballed them and it turns out these were actually s- theories. So I'm glad because I was nice. kind of like making it up. Um, and then you're like, oh, cool. Research supports me. Yes. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, that's my <laughs> hypothesis. So there is the inactivity theory. So this is the idea that uh, sleeping during the nighttime makes it so that you have more survival because it's keeping – like people and animals out of harm's way when they would be vulnerable. Mm. So, let's say that I'm a human being, which I am, right? I think. <laughs> or maybe I'm a lizard person. It is hard to know. Let's say oh God. I, <laughs> Let's say I'm a human being. We're just hypothesizing about that. And I can't see in the dark.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't
0: see in the dark, so I'm going to have a hard time finding my berries and my little hunting supplies. Right. And, and you're going to have a hard time knowing when you're being stalked by a jaguar. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So I can't see in the dark, but other things can see me in the dark. Right. So I can get attacked and eaten, but I can't really. I should have known it was
1: the evolutionary stance. Yeah. 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 Sense.
0: So it's just inactivity. It's just yeah. a way to stay away from predators while other predators are active right. that can eat me and also a way to kind of like make sure that I'm, I'm just, yeah, just so out of harm's way right so that was one
1: any other guesses on the, there's another okay there's um, two more oh tits i know crazy right <laughs> i know <laughs> science ah man no throw i don't okay, know yeah man. yeah
0: so I, the other one is like very related it's just energy conservation theory oh okay, so okay
1: i feel like these are all very they're very related <laughs> yeah yeah these theories are basically the same theory but just with different labels I know of. i mean not that, quite but yeah yeah Continue. Oh, you know that scientists love to just make up different names for shit. That's all this. same I'm going to relabel this and tweak it with a hair and call it something different. And now it's mine. Yep. <laughs> Can I make money on this? Yep.
0: So another theory is the energy conservation theory. So that when food is plentiful, we are sleeping less. And when food is not plentiful, we're sleeping more in order to conserve mm. energy. So there's a little bit of that
1: theory in the winter time, right the hibernation and why yeah. why people have the the sad seasonal affective. i'm just yeah. really adapted you guys <laughs> I, have,
0: I have the sad because i'm, I'm just super
1: r- in tune with
0: <laughs> with the uh evolutionary nature, nature. Yes, yeah <laughs> yes, yes i'm just super in tune and so it's just a way to conserve energy is one sense. possible theory and the last one that i don't know as much about is called the brain plasticity theory mm. but we find that in some research sleep is correlated with Some changes, some positive changes in the structure and the organization of the brain. But, and we don't know a lot about that, but we know that sleep plays a really important role in the development of brain structures in children, for example. Yeah. And that, you know, that that age group sleeps a lot more.
1: Right. Yeah, Um, they need that rest.
0: Right. And we know that like REM sleep is where most dreaming occurs. We'll go through some of those, or at least I have the stages of sleep in here at some point, so we can talk Love about it. that. But we also know that there's also, hmm, I don't remember where I pulled this research from. This is not on my outline, but I remember that. There's also some indication that, like, hippocampus, which I'm really reducing this, but there's a structure in the brain called the hippocampus, which is in charge
1: of... The instinct part of the brain.
0: Um, that's hypothalamus. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hippocampus is the... A hippo carries your memories around campus. It's, oh, I like that. <laughs> I like
1: that. That's a good way to remember it. That's
0: how I remember it. So it's like your memory center. There's all sorts of other memory centers. Like, keep in mind, the brain isn't just one little center. And we can talk about that some other time. But we probably should do one just on the brain on the and brain. structures. Yeah. yeah,
1: we really should. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Whoever is listening to us, please tell us what we are doing. I have a friend who's been sending me some. You know who you are. Help out. <laughs> this is
0: your job we're not paying you so yes the hippocampus um does tend to integrate there is some research that it integrates and consolidates memories while sleeping Mm -hmm. actually right yeah
1: yeah um, there's just like an inside out like literally mm -hmm. think at the end of the day when they went and all the memories go down to long term there is literally scientific research yeah Yeah, i I did find that one okay okay so i'm not just making that yeah, out of
0: my butt from right. years ago. Great, great. Sometimes I think I'm pulling something out of my butt and then sometimes it's right. And so it's like really <laughs> reinforcing that I just keep pulling stuff out of my butt. And that's basically getting a PhD is you pull enough st- stuff out of your butt
1: for long enough and they're like, you're a magician. <laughs> That they give you your time because you tuck away, you have to read so many things, you tuck away all these little nuggets of knowledge, and yeah. then you don't really know where they came from. Yeah. You have these nuggets, and they seem real, yes, <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't just make these up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's there's actually a cognitive psychology principle called source
0: confusion where yeah. you can't remember where, where you, where you, found you it. where you got it. And I'm like, oh my god, did I read this on Wikipedia, right? Or is this the real thing that I know from my graduate training, right? So
1: we're like, Sometimes, or
0: did some client just tell? me this yes and i just took it it as truth and i was like that makes sense yeah (laughs) we're gonna put that all in the same file and the files are starting to get mixed up over time the longer the time yeah i know so i'm like oh shit i'm basically the nutty professor (laughs) Uh, anyway so those
1: are the theories of sleep which i i thought were pretty cool yeah, basically, guys, when our sleep is a wreck, we're a wreck. I mean, we can't function. We can't do what we need to do. Our survival skills go down. I yes. mean, legitimately, again, yes. where our immunity goes down. You're probably not paying attention. Not as well. Mm-hmm. Not a good time, guys. Not a good time. It's, <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, you're going to yeah. have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I think a lot about... French fry when you should have pizza. Yeah. <laughs> You french fried when you should have pizza. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> I always think about how important sleep is because the Department of Defense is interested in it. So you know when they start doing their research there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like something's really fucking important when the military is like, you know what? We're going to throw thousands of dollars at researching this. There's a lot of research studies on like pilot performance and
1: military personnel performance on lack of sleep. And that's what I think sucks kind of though because almost all studies – or use a method of depri- depriving sleep mm-hmm. or examining like the consequences of interrupting sleep mm-hmm. like the way that they study this is by fucking up your sleep and that, oh, yeah. that's kind of sucks well, Like i get the purpose yeah but man not cool a lot of research i mean you would be it's a little disgusting yeah you'd
0: be upset by i think the it is some of the it app... is
1: very upset sometimes yeah. like it's yeah. like this is what you did even if it's to the critters mm-hmm. like I'm, even if it's just the animal one i'm like what yeah you'd be upset by the animal models
0: i mean like Not to be this person, but I used to be in a lab. I think I told you that I was in a bunch of animal model labs. And, like, I'm going to spare the audience the details. But when you are modeling schizophrenia, you lesion certain parts of the brain, Mm. for example. And that involves, like, a surgical procedure where you remove certain parts of the brain. Uh. And that's what the animal model is. So it's, like... Science and ethics, there's a lot yes. of ethical stuff that goes behind it where you have to be incredibly aware of, like, animal pain tolerance. You have to be incredibly aware. Like, we go through, like, IACUC, which is a uh, – like, an ethical standards board to make sure that this is treated as humanely as possible. Right,
1: right. But but even being treated as humanely as possible, it's still fucked up. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would have difficulty doing what you did. Yeah. I, like, being in that setting, I think I would be – a. A shelly person yeah. you know like I, I would yeah i would not be very happy
0: yeah i have a i think you and i come from a very different position on this because then you see your relative that has schizophrenia and you really hope that there's something out there that'll help them and fair. you would do what you needed to do for a rat that's fair that's yeah. fair, that's it's, fair. A, it's a big difference but i will say also, I wasn't involved in the surgeries, <laughs>
1: so and it would be. I mean, my solution. with the rats was, is better than yeah. like the monkeys or the. Uh, even yeah. though maybe not, I don't yeah. know. Some people, whatever. It kind but of
0: d- it, hard. I it is hard, and I think like well, it kind of depends too on like what you decide to do for a living. I think that people who go into like our sorts of fields, we don't. You know, a lot of us are soft hearts yeah and true. we want to make sure to always this is why i do therapy right like that was one of the main reasons well you don't always have to do animal models when you go into research like really you don't you can do a lot of like human research but part of the reason why i went into therapy instead of research was because i was like you know what, I don't want to just, like, watch this. I'm going to need to, like, get in I the need mix. to actually, like, try to be helping make things yeah.
1: better instead of just observing yeah. and trying to... Yeah. 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 But
0: the research is,
1: like, I have a lot of friends who do research, and we got to have that. It's necessary. Yeah. It's a it's a necessary evil. Yeah, we got to have that just, group of people. And, and I don't want to say evil, but... I, the <laughs> <laughs> it's not evil. McGill, you hunt! You I know. hunt! I know. <laughs> but they're just living their lives. I'm not, like, going in there and, like fucking with their shit and then watching to see how they deal i just walk into their life and then they and then kill them and then kill them and, they're and they need them yeah yeah well you could make it you can make, i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna throw it <laughs> up playing devil's advocate yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play the devil's advocate <laughs> i actually do kind of agree with the like freedom thing but because you know me and freedom freedom yeah but you can think about it this way like when you do animal research it's called um like if you sack an animal if you like terminate its life because it's now done with the experiment etc it's called Mm -hmm. sac which is sacrifice in terms of sacrifice for science right Mm. so you're sacrificing this for a human so you could sacrifice it so that you eat it and it nourishes your life force or you could sacrifice it so that it's for science for its brain to like make a human brain feel better right but either way It's making a human better. Yeah, either way, the thing is dying. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Which is like, anyway, totally like a a random side note. Dark random side note. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The vegetarians in our audience are like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) This is not what I signed up for. (laughs) Sorry, guys. We totally went on a tangent there. Anyway, so back to sleep. I do also have some of the stages of sleep here, if you feel interested in that. Does that feel relevant to you? Uh, Okay. It's not... As important, I think, to know the stages. And I actually think they've changed since Mm. I was in school, which is weird. So I found there are three stages of non-rapid eye movement state state sleep and one stage of rapid eye movement stage sleep. So the first is when you're, stage one is when you're transitioning between sleep and wake.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's light sleep. Your muscles are relaxing. Your heart rate's going down. Your breathing's going down a little bit. Your eye movements begin to slow down. Um, and then you have like kind of a brain wave change, mm-hmm. which is stage one, it lasts just a couple of minutes. Um, stage two, you have a little bit deeper sleep, your heart rate and your breathing continues to slow down, your muscles are more relaxed, and also your brain... It's continuing to slow down. Yeah, yeah. Your, your brain waves like change between right. each of these waves of sleep. Can't really show you visually, but there is like a, a literal difference in like... Right, like theta the theta, waves. beta, yeah, delta, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not as relevant for our listeners if you're if that matters to you but it's the longest stage two is the longest of the four stages stage three is that it has an important role in making you feel rested during the day it's um longer at first and then it kind of decreases throughout the night and again this is when your heartbeat is at the lowest levels and your breathing is at the lowest levels Mm. and finally there's REM which is called rapid eye movement sleep it will usually occur about 90 minutes after you fall asleep but everybody is a little bit different your eyes start to move back and forth really quickly under mm-hmm. your eyelid, which is where it gets its name. You look really creepy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And actually, your breathing heart rate and muscle tension can increase. And this is usually where dreaming occurs, is during REM sleep. Right. So fun fact, I I believe certain substances, like certain medications or like alcohol, for example, inhibits your ability to get into REM sleep. So you have right. dreamless sleep, which is um, REM is often thought about as one of the more restful stages of sleep and regenerative stages of sleep and this is also the studies link this to the memory consolidation stage of sleep
1: right yeah your brain's so active during that time there's a lot of neurons popping off
0: Mm -hmm. and it decreases as you age so maybe that's why we all
1: have some some memory problems yeah the button stops working really well up there you know in that brain (laughs) i have no idea yeah, oh, I'm thinking of Inside Out. Oh, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like yeah, like <laughs> that's really funny. It's like getting stuck. Yeah, it's like stuck. That's really funny. Yeah, so those are just
0: the stages of sleep. I don't know how interesting that feels to other people, but it's just good to know that you do go through different stages. And if you can't, um, there are sleep disorders where you can't get into REM. Right. And that is really stressful for human beings. So good to know. And these four stages they repeat cyclically through the night, so it's not just like you go like one, two, three, four, and then and you it's done. wake up from REM. Right. For most people, the cycles the the full cycles last about ninety to one hundred twenty minutes. So non REM is about seventy five percent of each cycle, um, but you will cycle through a couple times a night. Right. I also have some information here about how much sleep we need. If that feels Useful? Does that feel sure. useful? Go for it. Just have all. You're right. Sorts you have of, all, It's all right. It's go like for it. crazy how much. I was just <laughs> ah sleep. I went.
1: Coincidentally, at, I was not sleeping. <laughs> Sunny made the outline, and she it did not include all of these random I just, factors. It <laughs> was doing it like later, and I was like, oh gosh. Oh, we should add this. this. Oh yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I felt you. I had some handouts where I'm like, where am I going to throw this in? I want to. I want to talk about this. Just put it. Just oh, it'll happen. Interrupt me. It'll happen. Most of it's for. The next episode. Oh, perfect. Well, that's good because I have less on that. So
0: newborns need about 14 to 17 hours of sleep. Infants need about 12 to 15. And this is that running theory of brain structure development mm. is more during childhood. Right. Toddlers, you know, one to two year olds need about 11 to 14 hours of sleep preschoolers about three to five need 10 to 13 hours of sleep you're kind of catching my drift that kids need a
1: shit ton of sleep so that's why they're always napping (laughs) right yeah that's why you have your kids take naps and that's why they're freaking terrorists when you don't know get them a nap they lose their mind
0: it's because their little brains can't handle it yeah develop they need to be developing they need to be sleeping for that shit (laughs) you will know (laughs) you will know Uh, School age children, maybe like 6 to 13, need 9 to 11 hours of sleep. Teenagers need about 8 to 10. But interestingly enough, um, teenagers, I do remember there's like a phase shift. I don't know if that's the technical term for... When their sleep schedule is, but I I remember reading something like their sleep schedules shift to like they need to probably be actually starting school and like work later and mm. staying up later. I don't remember what accounts for it, but I think it's some hormonal change. So, Ooh, interesting. Facts. Yeah. yeah so, so maybe that's
1: why the teenage. I mean, why they it is more night alley. And- that is it. Yeah, interesting. So
0: there's like a real chemical reason for why teenagers, yeah, because I was balls. much better at staying
1: up <laughs> late then too, as opposed to now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would straight up wake up at noon, stay up till five in the morning, easily every night. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. there's some science behind that. If you're 18 to 25, you need about seven to nine hours of sleep. There is some research to show that women might need more sleep. Not a hundred on that. I don't feel like that's conclusive. Yeah, um, just adults, 24 to wow 26 to 64 need about seven to nine hours of sleep and older adults need about seven to eight so just as you age you get you
1: need or require a little i don't know if you require a little less sleep but you certainly do sleep less
0: right it's it's harder
1: to sleep in general a lot of times and a lot of the sleep disorders sometimes can develop in older adults yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and then that's when the REM kind of I wouldn't say kicks the bucket, but it's like... But it it ain't quite working right anymore. (laughs) It's it's playing (laughs) with the bucket. (laughs) Circling
1: the bucket. All this research has showed how necessary sleep is for our healthy functioning and even our survival. Those animal studies showed sleep deprivation can potentially kill you. Mm -hmm. Plus the drowsiness. Think about driving and an accident. Mm -hmm. I mean... There's so many risks to our health and wellness and survival Mm -hmm. when we're not getting enough sleep. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It's absolutely critical. So, Michaela, Mm -hmm. so
0: let's say we're having some trouble sleeping. Okay. And we're starting to get into disorder territory, like we're not feeling good about our sleep. Mm -hmm. What are some common things that can cause the sleep disturbance?
1: Well, what sucks is basically a lot of everything can I fucking know. affect our sleep disturbance, guys. I know. There's so many things that really can influence us. Our physical environment, like Sunny was saying with the, the lights, you know, I mean, our body is literally meant to pick up on whether or not it's bright outside should we wake up. So if, if our room is too bright, maybe we have a snoring partner, maybe it's too hot, maybe it's mm-hmm. too cold. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have the, the physical issues like chronic pain, fibromyalgia stuff, mm-hmm. headache stuff. You can have the medical issues that we'll get into with the DSM diagnosis like sleep apnea. Mental health issues tend to affect our sleep like yes. depression, anxiety, PTSD. Yes. Medications can affect our sleep. Medications, uh-huh. You even had noted how eating. Yeah, eating. Affected your sleep. Yes,
0: yes. I mean, shit, guys. Some people have a really entrained circadian rhythm. They can fall asleep no matter what, anytime, anywhere. Some people's mm-hmm. sleep is super easily disturbed. And I think yeah. some of that is just biological. I mean, some of that is environmental, but sleep tends to be one of those things that does have a pretty- a little genetic yeah, touch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah heavy yeah. biological underpinning. Are you a good, like,
1: are you an easy, good sleeper? It depends. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes and no, because I, I can fall asleep hard and fast normally. Like, okay. Like- when it is my bedtime, it is my bedtime normally. Normally. Okay, okay. Not always, but normally. Okay. But I tend to wake up in the middle of the night. Like yeah. I tend to sleep hard, fast, and then I wake up and I'm I'm up. So I'm normally like early to bed, mm-hmm. early to rise. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and that's your schedule. And that's my yep. schedule. Yep. And so I sleep decent, I would yeah. say. Overall yeah. I sleep pretty well. My yeah. my father he can take a nap and be like, "I'm gonna nap for 15 minutes and not even set a timer." And 15 minutes later, he's like, Psst. "And he like feels rested." That's I don't even amazing. understand. I don't even understand. Wow, that's a superhero. It's a, gift. It's, a it's a talent. That's really impressive. <laughs> very impressive. Wow. How's your? Are you a good sleeper?
0: Well, um, it depends. I feel I feel very rested by my sleep, but I am a I am a troubled sleeper, and we can get into that and in some of the sleep disorders. But I I would say like. Before the pandemic, I fell asleep super fast. I slept through the night. I mean, I was unaware of the things I was doing. I'll say that much. And uh, I felt very rested and rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. I could fall asleep anywhere at any time doing pretty much anything. Like I... Nice. That, that was my superpower. Like I can sleep at any point. Right. But... Uh, It has since changed. Like, I think the pandemic, maybe working from home, has altered my sleep a little bit because Mm -hmm. the stress of work is now inside of my house where it was like the fortress of solitude before. And so I've had to do a really good job of like, I move everything work related away and I only work in this one very specific spot in my house. Mm -hmm. And then everything else I do is like outside of that. And so that's helped the sleep a little bit. But I also think not leaving the house as much and not separating like, here is outside time, and <laughs> my, right. my yard time, and then here's my inside time. And this is like maybe sleep time has affected it. Not much, but it's enough that it's notable. Noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I've kind of like altered my behavior patterns like when I eat and when I work out. And right. So,
1: You're trying to adjust to –
0: Yeah, yeah this yeah. is kind of messed me up a little bit, but usually pretty good. Yeah, Just and weird. There's a couple of weird peccadillos that I'll, <laughs> that, I'll, that I'll talk about. Little peccadillos uh, we'll talk about in the disorder section. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Disorders. <laughs> oh, God. So speaking of surprises, it may also surprise some people to know that there is an entire subsection of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, our Mental Health Bible, which is dedicated to describing and diagnosing sleep-related disorders. So keep in mind that sleep disturbance, it can be a symptom of many disorders like anxiety Mm -hmm. or depression or PTSD. It can just be a symptom. It doesn't have to be. Right. Your sleep might be messed
1: up because of that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be its whole ass own disorder. Right, But there are a lot of comorbidities. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you can definitely have both diagnoses. Yes. Yeah. So, Michaela, lay it on us. What are some possible diagnoses? So, the first one that most have heard of is insomnia. Yep,
0: I always diagnose insomnia not otherwise specified, which is such like a cop out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not otherwise specified is totally. <laughs> you can find that with every diagnosis. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, the, like that's <laughs> we call it NOS. So I'm like, yeah, eh, I don't know. I don't know. It's something in this realm. I don't know. They don't sleep Uh, so good. They don't sleep so good. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't quite narrow it down. So we'll just slap this label on it right here. Exactly. This looks good (laughs) right here, right here. Uh, So yeah, insomnia is a predominant complaint or dissatisfaction with sleep quality or quantity associated with one or more of these following symptoms. Difficulty initiating sleep. Initial Insomnia. Difficulty maintaining sleep. Middle insomnia. Early morning awakening with inability to return to a sleep. Terminal insomnia. Yeah. Clini- those are the clinical terms. So the sleep disturbance has to cause clinically significant distress impairment or within your social or occupational or educational academic behavioral mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. basically when your sleep's affecting your daily functioning.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a standalone. It's not like you have PTSD and your nightmares are waking you up. It's like... This is its own standalone thing. Right. This is not related to a mood disorder or a substance use disorder, etc. Right.
1: And the sleep difficulty occurs at least three nights per week, and it is present for at least three months.
0: Yeah. It can be a long time. I actually see a lot of people have residual insomnia features after they have a kid so obviously mm. their sleep is disturbed because of the kid but right. then insomnia can persist after even... after they've started to sleep better mm-hmm. yep. yeah usually mothers actually are the ones that because their sleep is so dysregulated yeah and it feeding. gets so yes mm-hmm. yes and yeah. i
1: imagine there's some anxiety level with that too especially with mothers you know just at thinking like with back into the theories uh, a mother checking on her babies yeah. you know what i mean oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> i imagine there's a little piece of that in there too sure the sleep difficulty occurs despite having the opportunity for sleep. So it's not that you're not sleeping just because your work schedule's fucked. Mm-hmm. And like she said, it's not better explained by other disorders or other issues. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So that's the most common one we probably see or I probably see. Yeah. Yeah, I would you say too. that's my most common too. Yeah, But I, I don't usually see just pure insomnia no it's so rare, rare that that's the only one mm-hmm. usually we see like a mental health condition that is triggering sleep deficits so right like ptsd causing nightmares which then cause sleep disturbance or like depression somebody's sleeping all day and then they can't sleep at night or anxiety just thinking patterns and ruminations keeping somebody awake at night right. those are sleep disturbances related to the mood disorder The next one is hypersomnolence disorder, which is just an excessive quantity of sleep, but it's not a restful sleep. Mm -hmm. So you are excessively sleepy. It's more than seven hours at a time. It's recurrent periods of lapses into sleep within the same day. Right it's difficulty being awake and having abrupt awakenings it occurs at least 3 times a week over mm-hmm. 3 months so hypersomnolence just putting this out here often when i see this is is medical like this is a this is a medical thing i don't usually see something like that you know it's a it's either there's a thyroid condition there or right. there's some sort of like vitamin
1: deficiency right. or
0: usually what it is is sleep apnea like yes. nine times out of 10, Yes, Nine a, times out
1: of 10, when somebody presents with these symptoms, yeah. it turns out they have sleep apnea. You just need a CPAP. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, a lot of it... So the reason we know this, I don't know that that would be like a traditional knowledge that mental health providers are like up on this sort of stuff, but we both have or do work in hospital systems. And so you just get really used to patients that are both being treated for a medical cl- condition as mm-hmm. well as a psychological condition. So you kind of got to know the difference of like... It would be rare for me to diagnose a hypersomnolence disorder without going, having them go see medical first.
1: Yeah, without them doing some kind of sleep study yeah. and like checking in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sleep
0: studies are the tits. Yes. Uh,
1: a sleep study is basically when
0: somebody goes and stays overnight when when you can't figure out why your sleep is disturbed. Right. And we've tried behavioral modifications, which we'll talk about in the next episode, like ways to modify your behaviors to sleep better right if you've tried both of those things uh and your labs are all normal and everything looks good you do a sleep study where you bring somebody in overnight and you look at you hook them up to a bunch of sensors you see how much they're moving mm-hmm. how much they're waking up what their o2 lo- their wow breathing what their breathing looks yep. like i'm like just like <laughs> going medical here <care, laughs> but what their oxygen <laughs> levels yeah eh, what their oxygen levels look like overnight and just you yeah. kind of track them it's
1: a it's a great thing i will say though I, the common complaint is how am i supposed to sleep with all these cords and things touching <laughs> me and <laughs> so i mean although it, it I, th- I think it it's it's helpful it does help get results
0: yeah it but it's also. not quite
1: the ideal sleeping environment either <laughs>
0: It's not a perfect situation. No, it's perfect. not.
1: It's not. That's for sure. They aren't lighting candles and making it real, real <laughs> dreamy in there, guys. <laughs> they don't have that lavender verbena. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a good friend who has narcolepsy. Oh, if you're interesting. you're listening, what's
0: up? Yeah, she's an awesome person. I love her a lot. I want to meet her. Yeah.
1: Uh, you may not. No. <laughs> she lives far away. but oh, She's bummer. really, really, really cool. Features of narcolepsy are those recurrent daytime naps or lapses into sleep. Again, it has to be the three times a week, three months. You
0: just kind of fall asleep at random.
1: Yep. Not a lot of control over it. Yeah. You have some loss of
0: muscle tone and then you're out. It is often triggered by stress or high Mm -hmm. emotional experiences. And so there is like a behavioral component that you can try to manage
1: yeah, yeah. interesting mm-hmm.
0: yeah so like people when the, like you'll see videos of people like start to laugh really hard and then just
1: oh, fall asleep mm-mm.
0: yep or get really stressed out and then fall asleep someday so. I want to get a
1: fainting goat oh <laughs> Side note, side note, <laughs> thinking of somebody just falling asleep.
0: Yeah. Oh, they get so scared. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those poor little babies. So <laughs> Be like total exposure therapy. It'd scare it so much. It wouldn't fall over. Oh, my more. gosh. I wonder <laughs> if
0: that's even possible. Oh, my gosh. It's Scientific des- experiment time. Oh, my God.
1: Desensitization <laughs> training. It's yeah. Amazing. So that's narcolepsy. Just a, just a little review of that. Right. The next ones are the breathing-related disorders mm-hmm. uh, within our DSM. So the first one is the obstructive sleep apnea, mm-hmm. which is what we were talking about before. So that's when your breathing stops. In your sleep. And you usually snore a lot. It yep. is sometimes Snoring, correlated. gasping.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. Can be correlated with obesity, which is just like if there's any
1: extra like pressure on your neck area or something like that that can do it. Right. And it causes that daytime sleepiness and fatigue and... Where you might have spent hours sleeping, but you're not feeling rested. Again, mm-hmm. the the symptoms of the hypersomnia hypersomnia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was is basically kind of similar to this. Makes sense. And then finally there's like a category. So there's a lot of sleep-related disorders,
0: but I'm just gonna call it the category of circadian rhythm and sleep wake disorders. Right. Which basically means your sleep phase cycles are irregular. Right. So you might have a delayed phase cycle or an advanced phase cycle and this just means like you fall asleep a lot later than you should or you fall asleep a lot earlier than you should and that's just kind of how your circadian rhythm works right and you're born with that and it sucks because it doesn't
1: doesn't totally fit into what our society's standards yeah it's fucking with your
0: functioning yeah exactly but it's like may not be something totally within your control right Uh, you might have just an irregular sleep wake schedule or a non twenty four hour sleep wake type cycle. A non twenty right. four hour is pretty rare. We don't see that. That's a like a circadian ro- a circadian clock rhythm problem, and then shift work disorder, which is probably the other most common one I see.
1: Yeah, which I think is kind of. It's interesting that this is a diagnosis. Yeah. Like. Our society is so fucked that because of your job, we're going to give you a diagnosis. Yeah, I know, what I, mean? I like, know. That kind of boggles my mind yeah. a little yeah. bit.
0: I have a <laughs> lot of people that work for like the post office or Amazon or FedEx or like our mm-hmm. delivery drivers, and they work at night, yep. and then they come in and they're like, "Well, I feel like hammered dog shit." It's like, yeah, you don't sleep. Right. That's why you're gonna, you are going to, and get you're having depressed. to mess it
1: up. Like you're during mm-hmm. the days that you're working, you're, you know, and yeah. then on the weekends you're trying to do stuff with your family, so yes. you're awake in the day, and yes. so you're fucking up your rhythm each time back and forth. You guys, I think Michaela and I both safely
0: recommend we get that you have to make money, but if you can find another way to make money that isn't shift work, yeah. like at nighttime work, if you have a regular circadian rhythm cycle, please right. don't do shift work. Yeah. It, if you're it,
1: like a night owl and you're always like, "No, actually, I'm always awake yeah. at night and I hate daytime. That's like, perfect. I'm a vampire." Cool, do yeah, it. Like
0: what yeah. <laughs> <one laughs> what works for you. One of my family members is like that. She does Twitch at night and then she mm. sleeps during the day and that's just always how she's been. She just has Yeah, some
1: people leg. have that. Yeah. yeah. That rhythm Mm, go with your rhythm but but if that's not your rhythm you can't you're fucking your life up yeah don't don't adapt
0: (laughs) it because it has a lot of negative side effects like the, the quickest thing is that people get depressed super fast I'm going to say that again. The quickest thing is that people get depressed super fast. Right. Uh, The other thing is it's like you can get diabetes. You can get like heart And honestly, I feel
1: like even after that, you know, people who I've known who have had this period of life where they do that, it's hard for them to get back – like their sleep never comes back to where it was before they had to do that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. (laughs) And then I'll
0: just kind of floss through these last ones. Yeah, yeah. There's some non-rapid eye movements sleep disorder. So it is when – there's a couple of them. I actually have this one, funny enough. Um, so it's when when you're in REM sleep and you can do things <laughs> that you are not supposed to right. be doing you, in REM to sleep. To the
1: outworld world, yeah. they think you might be walking eating some food <laughs> yeah you're
0: you're doing stuff so i'm doing some shit yeah so i actually have a funny story about that so Ooh. i i have like some wild ass sleepwalking and sleep eating and sleep episodes. talking episodes yeah really wild and actually my whole family has it interesting so it's very genuine. i only
1: did it once at like a kid
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think kids are actually more, more prone. More prone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense because they're still developing all those brain Oh, ranges. shit. Yeah. Yeah, but. And like, you're sleeping all the time. <laughs> my family was literally, me. on my dad's side, we would literally like run into each other at night. Oh, my we're God. Because you're all
1: walking around. We're all mobile, man. Like, we That's do so-
0: not. Yeah, we are mobile.
1: Like, if there's no I need to have cameras up at night to like just record shit god it would be some paranormal activity but it'd be kind of fun to watch oh my god I would be scared of what I would do like
0: I'm like legit one time I came home and my sibling was oh my god what this scares me so much when I like rethink (laughs) of it I just get chills (laughs) I walked in the front door and they were standing in the middle of the in the middle of the living room mm-hmm. and they were just like rocking, kind of rocking kind of, back and forth like yeah. a little bit just standing in the darkness well yeah and they're then, standing there asleep just standing there asleep yeah cuz they were just like sleeping standing up in yep. the middle of the living room like normal just, people do yep, yeah. and then they got down on <gasps> um, all four, like they. No. I'm not even shitting you. No. I came in. They got down on all fours and they like ran, like no! on all fours, like towards ah! their room. I'm not kidding. Ah! What the fuck? Where like, and I was like, Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh ah! shit! And ah! I was, I was freaking
1: out. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not staying here tonight, guys. I was st- <laughs> like turned back around. All right, guess I'm not coming home tonight. Burn it down. And it's, you know, it's my
0: sibling, so I love this person. I'm like, oh my God, are they okay? And so I'm like struggling with that's a demon. True,
1: true. Or I like. <laughs> I them... check on this or is it a demon?
0: Yeah. And so I'm and I'm like, you know, my deepest fear is being possessed. Oh. So shit. I'm like, oh my God, it's gonna happen. It's happening. Tonight's the night. Ah. <laughs> I'm like a teenager and it's like three in the morning I'm oh just like, no oh, not that no. time too yes no. I know it was like the Freaking witching, witching hour. hour I know <laughs> so I walk into a room and i i go in there and I'm like hey buddy you doing okay oh like god. I turn on the, the light was already on in there and I um I look and they're standing at the window just <gasps> looking out the window oh my god and I was like are you okay are you okay and they like turn around and they're like I'm fine, and then I was like, "Okay, it's time to get into bed now." And they're like, "Okay," and they like laid down, and then like just had their eyes open,
1: and I just like turned
0: off the lights, and I closed the door, and I literally went to my room and wedged a shoe under the door. (laughs) (laughs) Good choice, good choice, (laughs) that No, like no. (gasps) Yeah, I have (gasps) I have my own sleeping stories. Maybe I'll tell one next time. But yeah, our whole family is buck wild. that's was, so crazy i know it's upsetting that it's upsetting. that is a lot. like I that's know, freaky i know one of my friends told me that she didn't want to have sleep party sleepover parties with me anymore because it's <laughs> too creepy <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i can't blame them
0: uh anyways uh. so we can talk a little bit next time since we're running out of time of maybe some client related things that we've seen but this time since we're running out we'll talk a little bit about what is our outside of podcast experience experiment so what sorts of things do
1: we want to try outside of the pod to get our sleep in order did we want to note that there i mean there are other diagnoses that we didn't quite fully cover but sure you can I, throw th- them i'm in just there. noting it yeah there is the nightmare disorder there's a the restless leg syndrome yeah you know there's substance induced stuff yeah so i just i just want to throw those two out there those are out a there couple as well. more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for my outside of podcast experiment, I am pretty aware of my sleep. I'm one of those people who's always like, "How much? How many hours did I get?" You know, I'm always like (laughs) (laughs) checking that out. Um, But I haven't really been focusing on it too much in the forefront. So I kind of just want, like, I don't want to do like a full tracking effort, but kind of up my monitoring game. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the
0: awareness of it. Yeah, yeah.
1: How about you? I'm gonna just
0: keep up with not eating right before bed. That's been a pretty big one for me. I do you get hungry in the night so i have to eat like a little if i do have to eat something just not a big meal and Mm -hmm. then that way i'm less likely to have nightmares or right that weird like panic symptom i was having which is good (sighs) so if i don't eat right before bed i'll it'll it'll help me with that and i just want to keep up with that because it's a
1: really new behavior change and i love to snack at night so i just need to like keep effort and that's the thing with behavior changes i mean don't overwhelm yourself and try to do too many at once guys
0: yeah absolutely
1: do you have a joke for me
0: I do have, I have several jokes for you. Wait, Ooh, okay. no, maybe I, have I just have one. Maybe I just have one. Okay. Okay. I have insomnia. I won't rest
1: until I find a cure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hit oh, me, hit good. me,
1: hit me. This one isn't sleep related because I decide, nah. Did you hear about the new diner on the moon? Mm-hmm. The food was good. But there really wasn't much of an atmosphere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Dumb>. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> ah, okay, so that's our sleep episode today, party people. And we will be hitting you up with more sleep. How stuff. to yeah. How know, to actually change how this, to like... manage the shit. <laughs> <laughs> if clearly it's important. Yeah. If you're whiling out, then maybe how to try some behavior changes at home to see if you can help yourself a little bit. Yep. And we will see you next week for that. Thanks all for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.